0: Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbener, your Chief Hope Builder. I am the author of Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up Seven Steps to Self Recovery. You can download that for free at momslettinggo.com. Welcome to the podcast that will help you feel at least 15% better. Feel free to join our Facebook private group, Moms Letting Go. Also, And surround yourself with other moms who understand your pain. If you would like to take your journey into a deeper accountability and recovery for yourself, join us at momslettinggo.teachable.com where we have a subscription membership. We have a tribe of moms who are all together together in support groups and coaching and we study together and grow together and we are going to write a book together so that we can help other moms come into recovery with hope and determination and a way to find their own identity and recapture their purpose that they lose in the throes of dealing with an addicted loved one. If you find this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave us a review because that's how other moms will be able to find us too. God bless. Today I have with me Daphne V. Smith, V as in victorious. I'm so excited to have her with us. She is going to talk about how we can absolutely clear our crap. And crap isn't the kind of crap you're thinking. Crap stands for chaos, rules, attitude, and perspective. And who doesn't need help with that, right? Especially moms of addicted loved ones. Daphne is my favorite stripper. Yeah, I like to say that. She helps women break through and break free. She will help you strip away those self-limiting beliefs, stop overwhelm, and end burnout. She's an author, truth-telling coach, and speaker speaker who helps women live a life of design by stepping into their purpose and owning their power. She is the best wave-maker, chain-breaker I have had the privilege and honor to meet. Help me welcome Daphne V. Smith.
1: I don't oh, want to oh, interrupt. Oh. There you go. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't get that all, but.
2: No, it's it's all good. So technically then we don't have it on record that I'm a stripper, but yet again, <laughs> we do because we just hit record. Anyway, <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. So what I want to do is I want to share some things with you ladies today that I have found over the years that have really helped me with my breakthroughs. And um, Michelle has given me the screen sharing capabilities. I'm going to go up here and um let's see if i can get this there we go i'm going to shrink us just kind of collapse that a little bit and um i just love this picture (sighs) if this could be every day right um it's called a vacation for a reason ladies because (laughs) it's not our every day however this picture can represent an inner peace and a mindset that we can experience every day, whether we are at home, on the job, or actually getting away. And so for me, crap stands for chaos, rules, attitudes, and perspective. I wanna share, um, uh, whoops, got a little happy on there. Um, I wonder if any of you can relate to feeling frustrated, especially this time of year. Uh, Is there too much going on, too many demands, You've got a lot of people and things pulling and tugging at you. And then, oh, by the way, you're encouraged to take care of yourself and be thankful. Um, and speaking of thankful, uh, I'd be thankful if I learned how to work these buttons. Um, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like for y'all. Um, hopefully it's not like this. Uh, but if we go into it, anticipating this, well, we're going to set ourselves up for not the best day possible. So one of the things I like to share is a story about the ham. And the story goes like this. There was a young newlywed couple. And after fixing ham for her husband the first few times, he made an observation. And he said, honey, why do you always cut off the end of the ham and throw it away? And she said, well, that's the way my grandmother always made it. So the next time they were with grandmother, the husband asked, why do you always cut the end off the ham and throw it away? And she said, well, because the ham was always bigger than my pan. So we need, when we seek understanding, as opposed to just assuming, when we seek clarity, our entire lives and our worlds change. So just because something's always been a certain way, doesn't mean it has to. So let's, Dive into your crap, okay? Um, Let me pull that back up here. Um, Here we go. Oh, hello, there's me in all my glory. Okay, Um, so what I'd like is if at all possible for you to provide your full focus for the next little bit because learning is decreased by 40% when we are, and that's in air quotes purposely, multitasking. There really is no such thing as multitasking there's switch tasking because tasking addresses cognitive engagement and truly to focus on two different things at the same time is darn near impossible and it sure is crazy making which to that I think some of you would say amen. Um, So also if you can silence or, or turn off your phone, close any tabs, if you can close your door, just allow yourself to focus on you for the next few minutes. This is one of my favorite quotes, the cost of your new life is your old one. In other words, when we hear you can have it all, you can have the best of both worlds, yeah, not really. Um, You're gonna have to give up some things that are common that you're used to in order to allow room for new ones to take hold. So what I'd like to do today is help you identify why you're feeling stuck or frustrated or dissatisfied or trapped or overwhelmed or, 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 right? Because as Amanda Lindout says, with awareness comes responsibility. Just a quick reminder, what crap stands for? It's chaos, rules, attitudes, and perspective. So let's dive right into chaos. Speaking of tomorrow. Um, Where do we find chaos in our lives? Chaos can be found in our relationships. And that has to do with the dynamic of the relationships that we have with people. It can also be found on our calendar. I've got news. You are in charge of your calendar. If it's on your calendar, it's because you allowed it. So when we think about our calendars and we think about our relationships, we can really identify a lot of the things that we would consider chaos or crazy making. Jim Rohn is known for saying, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So remember that iron sharpens iron. If you're hanging around people who are good at setting boundaries, if you're hanging around people who are strong in their convictions, then it's going to be a lot easier to do the same because they're going to lead by example. I want you to get rid of three words in your vocabulary, coulda, shoulda, and woulda. I like to say, do not should on yourself. You heard me correctly, should, do not should on yourself. All of these words are shame and guilt and pressure inducing. Just like the expression, have to. How many things do you really have to do? That's a good opportunity for you to do a self-assessment and get real with yourself. Because maybe some things need to be done, but are you the one who has to be responsible for them? Could they be delicate And I get it. Um, your, your spouse, your child, your partner, they may not fold the towels the way you do, However, if they're folded, right? So like, what's the bottom line? What's the goal? Is it to have the towels folded to free you up to do something else? Or is it they are folded a certain way? And then something else that can induce chaos are our hurts, habits, and our hangups. The more we are deep in those, the more chaos we have. So I'd like to stop for just a minute. I had to bring y'all up so I could see you <laughs> and, and ask you to just take a, take a few seconds. It looks like most of you are, are, are trying to take some notes. Identify what are the top three chaos producers in your life. And you don't have to share unless you want to, <laughs> but this is being streamed live to who knows where. So you may just want to keep that information and that awareness to yourself. But the first step is having the awareness. The top three chaos producers. And recently I was challenged by one of my coaches. <laughs> and I was asked, is chaos always a bad thing? And I actually paused instead of just rattling off an answer right away. And I said, I think yes and no. It depends upon the kind of chaos. So, for example, Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a grandma, right? Okay. And congratulations to all of you who've been able to experience that life promotion to grandma. Um, I would say having a bunch of little kids that are grandbabies running around the house, that can be good chaos. I would say that picture I showed of you or showed to you of that family at Thanksgiving, that would be bad chaos. So, (coughs) excuse me, y'all, I'm not used to Texas weather yet. When you look at what's going on around you, is it creating drama? That's how you would say, this is bad chaos. This is not the type of chaos I want. I mean, I love the hustle and the bustle and the flurry and the activity. My normal speed is like 90 miles an hour. Some would think that is chaotic. To me, that's normal. But if you throw drama in there, then I'm in chaos. But if you throw fun things, things that I enjoy, things that make my heart smile, as I like to say, then someone else may consider it chaos. But to me, it's what I enjoy doing. So let's move on to um, the next letter in CRAP. And that stands for rules. Now, obviously I can't see everybody who's watching this live or who may see the recording of it. But all y'all, I can tell you right now, no matter how much moisturizer you use, I know each and every one of you is over the age of 18. Okay, I'm just saying, I know you're over 18. That means you are also the boss of you. That means you have a voice and legal rights to say no and to not do things. So ask yourself, what are the processes and the procedures that like that ham? You just do them because you're used to doing them. And when you step back and think and ask yourself, is that really serving me? If the answer is no, scratch it off the list, right? Now there's a difference between rules and guidelines or guardrails as I like to call them. So a guideline is something that keeps you going in the right direction. It can have to do with finances, relationship, your career, education, health and wellness guidelines, okay? I'll, I'll use one that a lot of people can relate to. When it comes to eating healthy and, and living a healthy lifestyle, a lot of people will say, hey, a guideline is to eat clean and healthy and appropriate portions 80% of the time. So, you know, five out of seven days a week. And to get your body moving three to five times a week. Those are good guidelines. They keep you on a path of health or to better health. Now, if you don't observe those guidelines, then you run into the guardrails. So imagine going down the highway, driving on your car, and when you start to get out of the, the lines, the guidelines, you hit those little things on the side of the highway and you go right your tires or whatever I'm not very good at sound effects um that lets you know oops get back on it's like when you go to zip your pants oops got to get back on those were a little snugger than I wanted to the guardrails those metal things those brick walls when you go too far out of the guidelines you're going to rub up against those Mm -hmm. you're going to cause some damage you're going to scrape your car you're going to dent your car And if they're the little metal ones that are low, you keep pressing, you're gonna go over and land in a ditch. So when you have a rule in your life, make sure it serves you. Don't let it own you. Make sure that you are in agreement with it. And if you can't be in agreement with it, at least understand it, right? So there are some rules that maybe I don't agree with, but I understand where they're coming from, so I can appreciate them. This little jar here is my segue into attitude. But before we go there, I would just like to open it up and see if anybody has had a question that has popped up, or would you like to share a little light bulb moment uh, that you've had? Michelle?
1: Well, you know, when you said, does your rule serve you? Um, remember when we were young mothers and we would make these rules with our kids and sometimes the rules were like so wild that we couldn't even enforce them. But if we did enforce them, they wouldn't serve us well because then we were like in jail, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember struggling with that you know like wait a minute i just gave them this consequence but if i actually follow through with that rule who does it harm or not really harm but you know it it would hurt me because then i couldn't do something that i wanted to do but it's just another analogy of you know sometimes you know we take our rules to the nth degree and then they don't serve us well so good point. absolutely
2: no absolutely michelle and We as a society, human beings, whether we are involved with people who are in addiction or not, our kind of standard mode of operation is extreme. Mm -hmm. We go from zero to 180, right? So what about 45 degrees? (laughs) What what about 90? (laughs) What about living somewhere for the longest time? I used to say, I don't know what a gray area is. I know black, I know white. That's all I know. I don't know where living in the gray is. And I've come to realize, especially since I stopped dying my hair, the gray is beautiful. Um, Gray can give you some room to breathe. Okay. Anybody else have anything um, that they want to share? Renee may, or not Renee, but um, Lucretia may be unmuted just by accident and that's okay.
1: So also what some of the moms struggle with often is boundaries with their addicted loved ones. And Um, you know, I'm asked the question, should, should I buy my addicted loved one a phone? And I never make that like rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's such a gray area. And so Teresa can relate to this, but, um, oftentimes we choose to do that because the anecdote to addiction is connectivity and right we want to be able to have that connective um, piece. And so it's worth, you know, it's worth it to us. And and that's another really good way to measure that. Is that rule gonna serve you well? And so, yeah, this is really powerful in our world. This, just thinking about this and and setting our boundaries.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I know one of the things I learned early on my journey was, principles over personalities. So if any of your other children or loved ones asked for a phone, what would you say to them? And if the answer would be yes, then can you give that unconditionally with boundaries? You can have terms, but to say, you know what? I'm gonna do this for me in hopes of, not as a a way of guilting someone else or, or putting pressure, but to let them know, hey, I love you. I care. I want to stay connected. I'm willing to do this <laughs> because of that. And um, yeah, it's, it's um, a challenge to have clear, concise, because none of us are perfect on a good day. And when we add any type of addiction to it, it just magnifies that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lucretia. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am.
3: Am Am I muted? Okay. Um, Another example of that is, you know, using the grandchildren, uh, because when they are um, bounced back and forth, you know, to their mom and their dad or whatever, and then you get them and then you have your rules, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like they learn what they can do at your house and what they can do at their house. And so we are actually sort of co-parenting with my daughter and son-in-law. Mm-hmm. and uh we have to be on the same page you know or the kid just um it's just not good it's, yeah. it's chaos you know so yeah. so we have to it's not just where uh Mimi and Pop where we see them you know four or five times a year mm-hmm. we actually are co-parenting with them yeah. so um <laughs> yeah rules we, we have rules. We have boundaries. Yeah. And when you have, you have a strong, time. yeah. And a strong-willed child will push them. Oh, he'll push them.
2: Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I are one. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a nephew who's one, who's also a firstborn. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been around the sun a lot more than you, baby. That's right. <laughs>
3: look right here. Look right here. <laughs> Repeat what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> Except now he's like this. I'm like, look down here. yeah yeah all right all right let's let's go to speaking of attitude (laughs) um interesting that that's the the next one yeah um here's what this jar represents to me you may be familiar with the story of the fleas and when this jar has a lid on it and you poke holes and you put the fleas in because of course we don't want to, you know, we don't want to kill any fleas. We do, but we don't, you know, um, trying to be sensitive to the humanitarians. Um, What they will do is they will jump to try to get out. And once they've been trained, you can take the lid off and they're not going to go beyond because they have been molded by their environment, their attitude, their assumption. It's another word that could be used with attitude is that they can't go beyond it. So our attitudes or our opinion, number one, what other people's opinions or attitudes are about you are none of your business. I've had people say, do you wanna know what I think? And y'all, one of the most powerful things I've ever said is no, not really. (laughs) Because depending upon who the person is, They may not have earned the privilege to speak into my life like that. And what happens when we start sharing opinions is we start altering. Sometimes we will sugarcoat things. Sometimes based on our experience with others, we will go um, a little aggressive, if you will. So when it comes to opinions, um, I'm sure you've heard the expression, opinions are like noses. Everyone has one and um, some smell better than others. So be real careful. Um, Stick to facts and ask others to stick to facts as well. And remember, you're not responsible for other people. You're responsible to other people. So when it comes to your attitude, I know that each of you are here because you have a desire for kindness and you are someone who is responsible. Remember, you are only responsible to other people, not for other people. If they have a bad attitude, that is, that's on them. That's a them problem. That's, that's not on you. Uh, we can't make other people happy. They have to be happy themselves and with themselves. Um, I think, I feel like I missed, okay, I didn't. Um, wanna move on to perspective because I wanna allow some time um, for some questions and things. Perspective, you all do not see the whole picture here. Hey, when you see Jeffrey, this, you're yes not,
1: ma'am. You're not screen sharing.
2: I'm not. Oh, no, my Linta. that's Hold on. Hold on. Thank you. Goodness gracious. That was a really good slide, too. Let me just go back, y'all. <laughs> okay. So here, boom. I mean, it's an empty jar, right? Um, so you've got that. Okay. Yay. Hey. There, y'all are all. Um, so there's the empty jar. Here's the attitude slide um, talking about. Um, how you're responsible to other people, but you're not responsible for other people. And who has a mom, for me, it's one of the hardest things that I had to come to grips with. If they're not happy, how much of that is really my problem? The older they get, the less it is, right? Um, and I know you've, some of you, you know, you've talked about um, co-parenting and you've got the grandbabies. Uh, my, my children are now grown. Um and um I'd say, y'all are old. I don't know who your biological mom is, but she must be old because y'all are getting old. Um, but you know what? Their happiness, I want to allow them the dignity and I want to give them the respect to live with the consequences of their choices. There are so many times I, and I find myself doing this, and I don't know if it's a mama and a son thing or not. So maybe y'all can enlighten me. But like when he wants to take me out to dinner and pay for it, it takes every fiber of my being to let him do that because he's my baby boy and I just wanna take care of him. And I'm not allowing him the dignity of being a grown married man with a job who can afford to pay for his mama's dinner, right? So my attitude towards him even, like respecting him as an adult, is something I have to keep in check. Yes, he's my baby boy, and. So maybe when I said earlier, get rid of coulda, shoulda, and would maybe get rid of those and adopt and. Yes, and. That's a tremendous tool that actors, especially in improv, use. Yes, and. In other words, what else? It expands possibilities and opportunities so now let me go to that picture of oops the beach ball so anyway just so you all know this is a partial picture when you look at it what is your immediate thought oh someone lost a ball or oh the ball's washed back up on shore it's going to depend upon your Perspective. You can only see from where you are. And there's an expression, if I can get it right, we don't see things how they are, we see things how we are. And I purposely have this here after attitude because I got to tell you, and I know I'm live, but I don't think anybody I'm related to is watching this. I'm already working on my attitude for tomorrow. I really am. I'm I'm working on it today because if I don't, I'm going to use my past and those experiences to color what I'm going into. And yes, I get it. I have 56, I said it out loud, years of experience with the majority of these people. And it doesn't mean this year, is gonna be like all the others. I know I'm different this year. So what I wanna do is allow others the dignity to show up different as well. And I also have my escape plan already in order, right? I'm taking my own car, I'm wearing cute tennis shoes. So if I need to go out for a walk, I can go out for a walk. Thought about taking up smoking so I could go out for a smoke break, but that's not really a healthy thing to do, right? So I'm like, nope, just, just wear an outfit that you can wear tennis shoes with. So you need to go clear your head. You can step away. So let's talk about perspective. It starts honestly with you. How do you see yourself? And understand this, you have permission to change it at any time. You know, I've got this, iPhone here. My first time as an iPhone up until now, I've been bilingual. I spoke Apple and Android um, because I have an Apple computer, but I finally decided to just go all in. I'm mono, whatever it is. I just speak one language. I'm all Apple now. So I have given myself permission to change. And the thing is, I can change me, but Apple, Um, I can't just go get a new phone anytime I want to. an an upgrade, because there are terms and conditions that they set in place. However, I am free to switch back to Android if I want to, okay? I am free to change how I see myself at any moment, at any time, on any given day. And you, my sisters, are free to do so as well. So give yourself permission to change your perspective, to change yourself, to say, you know what? I reacted this way 643 times, but this time 644, I'm not because I'm changing me. You can't change them, but I can change me. So another thing I encourage you to ask yourself is what do you say when you talk to yourself? Here's a place where there's some other words to eliminate. Never and always, mm, mm-mm, y'all. Those are the kiss of kiss of confinement. Never and always. Really, 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 really. Always, every single time. A thousand percent. And never. When we say never, we've closed off any potential for the future. So what is it when you say when you talk to yourself? I want to give you these three little words. Michelle knows them. Up until now, up until now, being with my family made me crazy. Up until now, I couldn't rely on that person. Up until now, I used to under-exercise and overeat, whatever the case may be. Because what that does is that opens up the possibility for change. Finally, remember, it's a slow fade. And it's a slow process you've probably heard change doesn't happen overnight it can if there's a crisis and i get that generally speaking however it's a slow process i recognize it took me 56 years to get this way everything's not going to change overnight but it can change one day at a time it can change one step at a time. It can change one no, N-O, two letters. It can change one no at a time. It can change with no, not this time. It's going to be a slow process, but as we know, slow can be beautiful. Think about the caterpillar that turns into the butterfly. It's a slow process. Think about a nice juicy roast. Obviously I need protein today, y'all. Talking about turkeys and hams and roasts. A roast cooked in a microwave versus a crock pot, not nearly as tasty. So there are benefits to things happen, happening slowly. Dr. Joyce Brothers says, if you change nothing, nothing changes. So when it comes to clearing your crap, you can live free. One change, one moment, one day, one choice, one decision at a time. So what I would like to do is I would like to answer questions that you may have. Michelle um, shared a light bulb, Lucretia shared a light bulb. If nothing else, which letter resonated most with you? C-R-A or P? For those of you who are, are here with us live, I'd love to hear. Teresa, do you mind sharing? It's kind of a pop quiz. I don't know if that's very fair.
1: I'm not very good at pop
3: quizzes.
4: But <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I loved all of it. This was good timing. You know, I. I just got a divorce, and so I have a lot of changes. And um, my glasses on, so I can read my notes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, just the things you were saying about change, and mm-hmm. it's okay, and you know that I don't, I don't have to think about the old life, and I, I don't know. I yeah. someone?
2: Let me think. Well, that's fine. And I want you to hop back in. But if I may, I want to speak to you for just a minute. So the rest of you ladies indulge me, if you don't mind. I know exactly where you are, Teresa. Mm. My divorce from a 32-year marriage is five months old. Oh, I'm sorry. I get it. And and thank you. And I, I hate that you're having to go through this as well. Thanks. It's a true grief process. No matter how bad it was, it's still the death of a dream. None of us got married thinking that it wasn't going to turn out like the fairy tales. But when we really look at a fairy tale, you've got the wonderful beginning, the wonderful end, and what most of us forget is all the yuck in the middle, Mm -hmm. dragons, the witches, the drama, all those things. And the thing with a fairy tale is, it's something that is written. Life is not written. There's no script for that. So my hope for you, if if you don't mind, I dare say my prayer for you Mm -hmm. is that you allow yourself to grieve it, to give yourself the grace that you need to not judge yourself in any way and to trust that it really does take two to make it work. One person can't want it more than the other and have a healthy partnership. So I just hope that you experience some peace going into this holiday season. There's no other word. Let's just say it starts with an S and ends with a K because I promise not to be saltier than crap, okay? Um, I I don't know if there are any kids. You can fill in the missing letters, all right? Thank you. It just is, so yeah. Yeah, I
4: appreciate that. It's a lot.
2: Gloria, look at you and your animal print. Did you realize you're on fashion trend? Just FYI. Animal prints are big this season, so if y'all want to have some, go get some.
4: <laughs> I think the thing that struck me was the rules. Um, because all of us here have been on the journey with uh, we're, we're kind of lectured about don't enable. And uh, if you do this, you're enabling. and If you do that, you're enabling and you shouldn't be enabling. And and uh, what I've discovered is that um, coping with the situation can be different for all of us and and we and we are allowed and we should uh, be able to explore what works for us and works for our situation even if it doesn't work for somebody else and even if somebody else is judging us as to what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing uh, ultimately it's it's our journey and uh, uh, and we get to choose the rules.
2: Yep, 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 spot on. And that's, that's totally about that whole attitude, right? Somebody else's opinion, what they think of what you're doing, it's none of our business. And I'm, Quite frankly, I don't care. Because <laughs> all that's going to do is get me out of alignment and disconnect with my gut. And for me, gut is an acronym that stands for God's urging to. And when we're involved in these situations, we have to trust our gut. And that's not always what's in our head and what's in our heart. (laughs) That's why it's the third one. It's, It's our gut. And if our gut is telling us to do something, we owe it to ourselves to heed it. Now, do we take action on it always? Maybe, maybe not. But to heed it, to honor it and say, you know what? This is what my gut is telling me. And then you can ask yourself, is this something I should take action on or not? It was very interesting. I had um, this morning, my daily reading, there was like a word of the day today, and it was initiate. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of waiting around and waiting around for something to happen this morning. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I have the choice. I have a power to initiate. And I did. And it turned out quite lovely. And I relieved my tension and I relieved my stress of wondering what if. So, yes, um, what's working for you may not work for anybody else. And that is what can be so tricky is, you know, here are the guidelines. What about the guardrails? And since we're all on our own path, they're all going to be a little different. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Michelle.
1: Yeah, that was that was all awesome. So good. Um, I just feel like I love your metaphors. Like I'm hungry now for juicy roast beef, but um... <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, when you said gut, um, God urging to, is that what it stands for?
2: Okay. Yes. God urging to, because we get that sense. And I know again, love you. You're over 18. You understand. You've had opportunities in the past. Think about those times when you ignored your gut. What happened?
3: Many, many. Turned out in
2: your favor? Most likely not. Yeah. Busted. Then, yeah. You know, and then when you trusted it, it worked out. Just recently, and the example is escaping my mind. Oh, I know, I know. So last Saturday, <clears throat> I partner. And Lucretia and I live in the same area, just so all y'all know, it's exciting. Um, There's an organization called Beautiful Lives Boutique, and it's a nonprofit upscale thrift, and um, we serve women and children in crisis. So it's near and dear. It's like a passion project for me. And um, we had a booth at this big boutique show. Y'all, I'm talking big convention center type boutique show. And we'd sold this woman some merchandise. And several minutes later, we looked down and on the floor is a single earring. And thankfully, the gal who rung her up knew she was like, this is that lady's." And she said, but Daphne, I don't remember what she looked like. And I said, is she the one who bought the red top? Yes. I said, I remember exactly what she looks like. I'll go try to find her. I took that earring, I stepped outside the booth, and I paused. I turned to my right, I went down the aisle, and three booths away, there she was. I said, that's what happens when you're in alignment. Because y'all, that place was, who knows which way she went? Was she even still there? And I listened to my gut, and I went right. And there she was. Wow,
1: that's powerful.
2: Yeah. you know, but the, you know,
1: there's one more step in there. You yeah. actually afterward, you acknowledged where that came from. Yep. yep. And and that's where sometimes we're so busy that, you know, there's these God winks all along the way, and we don't even realize yeah. that, you know, where this is coming from and why these doors are opening or why you know, our gut, you know, is working for us. So very good. What was the name of that um, ministry that you you called it Beautiful?
2: Beautiful Lives Boutique. By the way, they have an online store. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) And um, we help um, local and global ministries, but all of them have to do with helping women and children in crisis, women coming out of incarceration, aging out of foster care, Um, human trafficking all kinds of of wonderful sadly necessary missions and ministries in fact everything I had on at conference was from there including that red cape
1: and that that black
2: thing that I have with all the fuzzy that's from there too so anyway oh that
1: is so significant wow great yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to um share that in the group, because one of the, one of the many things, well, the reason why I do what I do is because I, I just feel like there's so much potential in all of us. And, um, Mm -hmm. until we can clear our crap, you know, we can't serve using our gifts. And so this might be another place where somebody will want to serve or contribute to. So, um,
2: yeah, absolutely. It's- absolutely. Thank you. And I have an expression. If you're breathing, it's for a reason. Yeah. So to your point of each of us having a purpose, if you are still on this planet, if you're on this side of the soil, I heard somebody use that expression yesterday. You're on this, you're on the right side of the soil.
3: Oh,
2: gosh. There is something for you to accomplish. What? There's no talent until you explore, until you clear your crap, get out of our own ways, break those patterns that no longer serve us, acknowledge the hurts, change the habits. There's so much we really do have control over. And I know it's very easy, especially in the world of addiction, to feel like we don't have any. It starts with us, the end of my arm, between here and here, I I got control over this, what's in here, what goes in or comes out of here, what goes in here, right? I've got way more control than I sometimes give myself myself credit for.
1: Yeah. Does anybody have questions for Daphne?
2: I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, I told y'all how old I am. I mean, what else is there?
3: You're muted. Okay. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. I'm older. So. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm much know, old.
4: I'm, I'm much older. <laughs>
3: I, no, I think I might be older than all of y'all. I don't know. I don't think
4: so. I don't think so.
3: <laughs> you don't think so? Okay. Mm-mm. Well, I'm I'm 62. Me I'll too. be 70. Okay. All right. You win. No <laughs> you look good, girl. <laughs> Looking and good. I, and oh. I'm
1: 64, so I'm older than most of you, too.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're babies. The baby in the okay. group. Yes. love <laughs>
1: you all very much.
3: <laughs>
1: we made your day. <laughs>
3: <Right>? No kidding. <laughs> well, you all look great. You're doing your self care for sure. Yeah. And that's that's um, what we have to
2: do, right? How can we care for yes. someone else yes. if we're not caring for ourselves? You've that's heard true. it. We're out of an empty pitcher, right? When this is yep. when this is all gone, I gotta fill it back up or this cup serves no purpose. That's so right. taking care of ourselves. Um, I've got a friend who doesn't really appreciate the term self-care. She prefers soul care. Oh I'm cool with that, you know. Um okay. because when we are taking care of our soul. And we will take Mm -hmm. care of ourselves. We are taking care of ourselves, right? right? So um, yeah, I think it can can go either way, but we definitely have to take care of ourselves if nothing else, but to lead by example.
3: Mm -hmm. Hey, that's true. Got (laughs) it. So,
1: Daphne, if people want to um, reach out to you, I noticed your online, um, you have an assessment. Where can we find you? Where can they find you? And can you share a little bit of that?
2: Yeah, sure. Thank you. So uh, my website is Daphne V, as in victorious, uh, DaphneVSmith.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to me with a simple email, I'm Daphne at DaphneVSmith.com. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I have a speaker page. Um, so if you want to find me, you can definitely find me. I am out there. And my entire really purpose on this planet <laughs> is to help women. I like to lead and encourage them to love themselves as Christ does allow your hearts to heal and love yourself as he does because I've been there and I've done that. Um, I call myself victorious for a reason. That's my secret name with God. And from what I've come through from physical, emotional, uh, verbal abuse, I was raised in an alcoholic household. It was such a high functioning alcoholic household that I didn't know it was an alcoholic household. I still remember the day in therapy when the therapist said, just kind of off the cuff, matter of fact, well, you know, since you were raised in an alcoholic household, and I went, what? But he could (laughs) see the behaviors. And I'm the oldest of three girls. So I'm not lying, y'all. I'm honest, truth. I left the office. I called both of my sisters. And I asked them individually, were we raised in an alcoholic household? Like, I didn't believe the professional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hashtag denial, y'all. And they were like, "Uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, people had jobs. There weren't boxes of bottles and people passed out in the yard. I mean, that's what I thought it meant. And I have come to learn so much since then. So I understand what it's like to live in it. I understand what it's like to live in denial. I also understand what it's like. And that's what my book, What's Your Scarlet Letter is about. When we recognize our hurts, we release our shame and we reclaim our voice. That is when we are truly living free.
1: I got chills. You're
3: so,
2: mm-hmm. I just love
3: you.
1: Oh gosh! You thank
2: you. Thank,
1: thank you. you for what you do. Oh gosh! I I'm just you just help so many people and it's so powerful and it's such important work. And again, um, say the name of your book so if anybody missed it, they can sure. get it
2: again. Sure. It's what's your Scarlet Letter, and it is hardback, paperback, um, audio. Finally got around to doing my audio and ebook. It's um, available on Amazon or you know anywhere books are sold. And um, yeah, so um, that that's me. That's my story. I think I thank each and every one of you for for hopping on today. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And I just, if I was gonna say a word of encouragement, um, would be tomorrow when we gather for thanksgiving whatever that looks like for you in addition to saying grace give grace mm-hmm. and start with yourself
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's true yeah start
1: with ourselves mm-hmm. yes
3: mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, that's good thank you you too Daphne you too yeah yes. so look, thank you again so much for being with us does anybody have any final questions for Daphne no
4: not a question but just thank you this was great.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are so, we are so blessed by you this morning. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I will see, I will um, stop recording and, and, and the meeting and I I will see you next Monday for our coaching call. Okay. Thanks again, Daphne. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye everybody. Bless everyone. Bye.